0: Welcome back to Afternoons. It is eight minutes past two o'clock. All calls today. will go into the running to head along to a special 5AA viewing of A Man Called Otto. It's a New York Times number one bestseller. And we've got tickets for you to head along to our exclusive screening. It is a heartwarming story of how some families come together from the most unexpected places. Hit cinemas on January 1, which is obviously New Year's Day, and stars Tom Hanks, so... All calls throughout the day, going to the uh, the running to come along and see one of those excellent uh, viewings with us here. Now, the Ruby Awards honours Outstanding Work of South Australia's Arts and Culture and we're joined in studio by award winner Lisa Lanzi and from Art South Australia, Janie Dolan. Ladies, welcome to the program.
1: Good afternoon. Hello. Hi. Thanks so much for having us. Oh, it's
0: lovely to have you. Well, Lisa, firstly, congratulations. You are the award winner, so...
1: Tell us all about it. Well, as I've as I've put on Facebook, I am so thrilled and and very honored. I mean this the Jeff Crowhurst Memorial Award has an amazing and very long-standing legacy because of Jeff's work in community cultural development in South Australia. So to be, you know, to be joining that is really special. Talk to us about who Jeff is for that, for our listeners that don't know. Jeff was a a director and a writer and an incredible communicator. So he ran Junction Theatre for some years, Mm -hmm. but he did, you know, lots of other things. And a lot of the work Junction did was based on stories from the community or very strong um, themes that w- were of interest to certain parts of our community. Um, and his work was just lauded. It was, it was amazing work.
2: Janie just tell us what is the Ruby Awards? Well, it's an annual award that um, is uh, put on by Arts South australia the South Australian Government, to recognise, acknowledge and celebrate the uh, extraordinary arts practitioners and creative people and arts workers in South Australia every year. So tell us what did you what did you do to win it.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> so I since about 1984 I have worked in so many different community areas and when I say community that could mean a regional community it could mean a a community of people who have a disability or a mix of many things mm-hmm. and the job what I love about the job is the I get to respond to what they want And often these places have not had much access to arts Mm -hmm. especially the performing arts um it can be a little bit elitist at times the performing arts and quite often if you don't have the funds you can't it's really hard to study those things so um i was lucky enough to get an amazing job flying once a month to Port lincoln to teach dance even when i was at university um that was funded by arts sa and country arts and australia council all sorts of things and it and it just went on from there. Um so I just oh gosh, I've been all over South Australia, I've been interstate, um, I've done my own projects, my have had my own companies or project companies. Yeah. Always dance? No, because I have been really fortunate to have done three different tertiary um courses. So mm. I've I did visual arts first and then I did dance and I did a theatre um qualification as well. I started straight out of school and I went into art school because everyone I knew said, oh, you should be a teacher. And I went, mm, no, that's not where I don't – I don't think I belong. And my mother said, well, you've got to do something. So, you're good at art, go to art school. I'm, All right, then. Okay, Mum. <laughs> but I was – as my lecturers found, I was always running away to do dance classes and um, that was – I mean, I still did three years at art school in Sydney and loved it and still – when I've got time, I will always be using my hands and doing some kind of art. But um, it also feeds into my practice because I am very design-oriented in a project. I am, you know, I don't just see the little um, the little things; I see the whole picture and how I want it to look and things like that. So you are a painter as well? Yeah, I probably don't paint as much now, but I do a lot of drawing and yeah. um, making. Mm-hmm. What do you make? Oh, I love doing, um, I love anything that is upcycling. So I use scrap fabric and I use um, old cardboard and at I, I, the moment I've been making lots of brooches. So look out, people, that's what you're getting for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Spoiler alert.
0: Janie, <laughs> uh,
2: why did Lisa win the award? Well, what happens with the Ruby Awards is that we call for nominations from um the broader art sector and community. And mm-hmm. so there's there's eleven categories and people nominate in a range of different categories. So Lisa uh would have been nominated, uh I guess in recognition of all the things that, you know, you just sort of said then, uh and, and about um a long standing contribution to a really significant uh area of arts practice. And um there's a process there around judging that I can talk about if if you're interested in, in a minute but um whereby peers so you know people that will would will, will know and and um experience in the art sector would evaluate and assess applications or nominations rather and make a determination about who's the most uh uh the the the, the best person to win it in any given year and so obviously Lisa's work over a long time in uh, in a, in the category in which she was nominated was recognized uh and people Take the process of the the judging process very seriously because it really is about um, recognition and and um, a really strong response from the it's a, it's the people in the sector awarding and recognizing other people in the sector so it's a very important peer led process.
1: And what does it mean to you to win it? Oh, I I could get really emotional even now a week and a bit later. Um, the thing about community arts and community cultural development, you often do it in a sense of isolation you don't do it for the big kudos you do it because Mm. you're really passionate about getting art to a community that may not have access to arts um and the fact that my peers have recognized my contribution in this area is incredibly precious to me and and also as i said earlier being connected to the jeff crowhurst legacy um yeah, it's it's a incredibly validating. I feel seen. That's great. <laughs> I mean, I've always I've always considered myself pretty successful, but I, I, in my own in the way I judge myself. But um, having your peers actually corroborate that is something you don't often get the chance to have, especially in a public forum. So I am. I can't tell you how thrilled I am. It's really special to me. That's
0: nice. Well done. You deserve it. Thank
1: you.
0: Talk to us about the importance of bringing arts to the community. You know, you just touched on the fact that some communities don't even have access to it, Mm. which, you know, is sort of hard to believe, isn't it? You, You do expect that most communities or most schools do have some sort of art program, but that's not always the case.
1: I think it's more common now, which is fantastic. But when I started out, it was not. Mm. Um, although having said that, South Australia was one of the leaders in getting community arts into the schools and into the regions. They really – we had an incredibly supportive government. And then there was a bit of a dip in the 90s. And um, But it's, yeah, it's coming back a bit now. And look, just the other thing I really wanted to say was there are many other people that do similar work to me. Yeah. And – I feel like my validation includes them because I know how hard people work in this area. Um, But uh, as to your question, um, I I guess I can pull up a couple of examples. Um, I was awarded an amazing job straight out of university where I lived in Gladstone, South Australia, for Mm -hmm. two years full-time. And I covered... I, I ran dance classes and... But a lot of my choreography is very theatrical as well. So it was very an expansive thing. I taught people that were th- three up to about 95. Oh, awesome. And at one point it included the local football team. <laughs> so okay. They wanted to do a fundraiser at their cabaret and they went, oh, we know who we can ask. So they did Swan Lake. It was pretty hilarious. Oh, very yeah. funny. Um, I'm sure their
0: pirouettes <laughs> were just perfection.
1: Well, yeah. You pretty got there because you taught them. Did. But the thing too with... Um, you know that experience. Uh, the people are contacted in that in that whole huge area because it did cover a big area. Um, one of the young women went on and did some study at the Martha Graham School in New York. Wow. Another couple went to the, the um, Adelaide College of the Arts and did dance. Um, another one ended up in and now I'm going to forget the name of it. It's that amazing company up in Queensland. But they were and able to they, go, uh, spread their wings from yeah, the taste so of they, arts that you gave them. Yeah, so it wasn't just the training I gave them because they ha- they had to go on and do other training. But it was mm. the it was the passion yeah. and the act, just the fact that their minds and their thoughts and dreams were really opened up, and and obviously the arts spoke to them. Um, and when you say the arts, I mean what
0: what is it like? Because I mean, there's so many sub, mm. under you know variations mm. under arts. So what did you take to the communities?
1: I think performing arts um and in my areas i i have been a professional dancer i still am a professional actor and i have done a lot of singing in professional capacity and taught Mm -hmm. choirs and things again in community settings um there's something about the performing arts that opens people up you are at your most vulnerable so if you've never danced and someone stands up in front of you and you've been brave enough to come to that class or that workshop or that project and thinking what the heck am i going what am i doing here and then you know by a process of inviting people in and saying you know don't change mindset don't look at this as a hard thing i'm not asking you to do technique i'm asking you to move from the heart um so it changes you it really changes you um and I, I saw that so often and even in i've taught a lot of older people dance theater and singing mm-hmm. um if i can give you one other example yeah. we had i one of our groups i had a, I had a colleague for about 10 years and we ran about nine different oh, probably more than that community choirs um yeah, the most we ever did was nine a week, and that just about killed us. But it was exciting because we got to sing the whole time. So we went into women's prison. We went into places where people with mental health issues were either residing or going to do psychosocial rehabilitation. We, oh, right. But one of, the, one of my cherished memories is going through one of the aged care um, providers and running three different choirs across Adelaide, and we had a lot of people with Parkinson's, stroke, dementia... And, and also a cohort of people in their older age in the old mm. age group. Um, but one of the women came to us and said, I really want to come and do this project, but nobody can hear me. And she literally spoke in a whisper oh. because of her Parkinson's. So a lot of the musculature in the in the vocal tract just goes. Um, and she was so determined and we just gently encouraged her. And in, within three months, she mm. came in and said, my doctor said, what are you doing? You've improved so much. She said... She told him, "I'm singing." Oh, but her, yes. but the little the little gem that she imparted was the fact that all her friends could hear her on the phone. Oh, so she could communicate yeah, again. And, and she was so she was quite, um, she was quite sort of cowed by her Parkinson's and the tremor. But mm-hmm. she actually picked up her guitar and started playing again too. Wow. And and as I've done a lot of dance with Parkinson's people as well, often the tremors can abate while they're dancing um for instance i you know i even had a relative who had parkinson's and he would stop there's a you freeze Mm. when you have parkinson's in some cases because the brain the messages aren't getting through and i said to him why don't we just sing a song and dance to the door and and that is as is an actual strategy if you can't walk you dance Right. And often singing at the same time, the rhythm, a different part of the brain takes over and it bypasses the damaged areas. And it's. Makes sense. It's just, honestly, I could go on and on. Sorry. I'm babbling, but it's, um. No,
0: but it's beautiful. It's, it's pretty magical. It's, it's medicine as well, as well as arts and having fun. I mean, you're changing people's world. I mean, that mm. woman you said before when you won the award that you felt heard and seen. Mm this woman you literally gave her voice back Mm. she could be heard and seen again
1: i and i think that you've really hit it because a lot of those people in workshops that i've run and with colleagues that i've run they do felt included they felt they felt seen validated and they accomplished things that they never thought they would accomplish whether that be dance or theater or singing um that's great
0: we're going to take a short break we'll be back soon
1: summer Will it ever get here? You bet. And when it does, you'll be glad you went to Bob Burns Blinds for 30 to 50% off selected items, including their gorgeous range of curtains and blinds and custom made zip screen outdoor blinds. No matter what summer throws at your outdoor entertaining area, the team at Bob Burns Blinds has you covered. Literally. Get set for summer now at Bob Burns Blinds with 30 to 50% off selected items. Book your free measure and quote today. BobBurnsBlinds.com.au
2: G'day, it's Merv Hughes here. After years of snoring like a train, the missus sent me for a CPAP Direct sleep test. I'm sleeping quiet and waking up refreshed.
1: Don't let snoring ruin your holiday. CPAP Direct is the home of travel CPAP machines, batteries and DC converters at the very best prices. Find your nearest store at cpap.com.au
2: Find your local store at cpap.com.au This is
0: RB Day with more tales from the bedroom thanks to Supercraft Bedding. Old mattresses used to have a spring pad made from cotton (sighs) wadding. Terrible stuff. But a clever chook from Supercraft Bedding had an idea. Her name was Audrey and she knew of a cheap safe product being used for road construction made from recycled plastic bottles and now it's used all over the world. Good on you Audrey! This is RB Day for Supercraft Bedding, building better beds at 42 Richmond Road, Keswick. This is Professor Michael Kidd, Deputy Chief Medical Officer with some important ways to protect yourself others, and our healthcare system from the current surge in new COVID-19 cases. When leaving home, please wear a mask when indoors or in crowded places. Cover your cough and wash your hands. Remember physical distancing. Test if you have symptoms and stay home if you have COVID-19. Together we can help slow the spread. Find out more at australia.gov.au. Authorised by the Australian Government, Canberra.
1: Helping artists tell their stories, to me, that's big. Training and opportunities
2: for a new career. To me, that's big.
1: Showing girls they can do anything in any field.
0: Creating jobs and opportunities for our mob.
1: A place the community can call their own. To me, that's big.
0: We've built
2: great communities
0: in regional South Australia.
1: And to have support to keep them great for a long time to come. To us, that's big too. To find out more about BHP's community programs, visit bhp.com. Are you not getting the services you need from your current home care provider? As one of only a few home care providers offering true self-management, HomeMade lets you choose the services you want from the huge range offered through a ready-to-go partnered network of independent support workers. Better still, you could gain more hours of support than you currently get due to lower fees and charges through self-management. To find out more about switching your home care package, visit homemadesupport.com.au.
2: 1395 Adelaide's 5AA. This is Jade Robran.
0: Welcome back to Afternoons. It's 25 minutes past two o'clock and my guest in studio is Janie Dolan, who is with Arts South Australia, and Lisa Lanzi, who is the award winner of the Dame Judy Litchfield Awards. And I'd like to ask you, Janie, what is uh, who who is Dame Ruby Litchfield and, and why is it named after her? What's What's her importance in the awards and arts and culture sector?
2: So the awards, yeah, the Ruby Awards, they're named after Dame, Dame Ruby Litchfield, and she was a champion of the arts in South Australia. She was a philanthropist and um, held some really, did some really significant things. She was the first woman appointed to the board of the Adelaide Festival Centre Trust. She was a founding member of the Festival City Broadcasters and a board member of numerous other organisations. Um amongst those are uh, Adelaide uh, Festival uh, South Australian Housing Trust Carclue Youth Performing Arts Centre so a very influential and significant woman um of her time and uh in deciding to have a, a set of awards supporting and recognizing and celebrating the strength of arts in south australia um she certainly was a, a kind of a leader i suppose that that the awards could be named after
1: yeah it was what a privilege uh lisa you're we're going to see your talent at the fringe what are you going to be doing i was invited to direct a production of bombshells which okay. is a beautiful play by joanna murray smith an australian play um it was put on 12 or 15 years ago starring Caroline O'Connor so the six female characters and in that show Caroline did them all. (laughs) (laughs) Wow that's busy. Yeah and it's quite it it, it is quite um, it's very hard it's a lot there's a lot in it so we've got three actors doing Mm. two roles each and there's a lot of humor in it but also some you know some fun and Sadness and yeah,
0: well, ladies, it was lovely to meet you. Thank you very much for coming in, Lisa lancy and also Janie Dolan, our guests. We're going to take a really short break. On the other side, we are going to be talking about uh, top ten suburbs to either buy or invest in in South Australia. One of the top gurus in the real estate industry, Terry Ryder from Hot Spotting, he will join us to tell us. Stay tuned.